You're listening to Cross Currents from KALW News. I'm Ben Trefney, in for Hana Baba. We've been exploring the bay's landscape and a lot of the creatures that inhabit it. Now we're going to take you offshore for a rare glimpse at a sanctuary for seabirds. We are about to ride in a 14-foot Zodiac, well, it's actually an Achilles uh, inflatable boat over to Anyanuevo Island. Jesse Beck is our captain on today's inflatable boat commute. I'm a biologist with Oikonos Ecosystem Knowledge, which is a nonprofit in Santa Cruz, California. Right now, we're loading the boat with supplies like food, fuel, and sleeping bags. That's because Jesse and three other biologists are spending the next two days studying the seabirds on Año Nuevo Island, which is otherwise closed to the public. I'm only allowed to come along and record if I help them. I'll get in our places. Jesse's special project is conserving the rhinoceros auklet, a relative of the puffin. These birds dig burrows for their nests with their feet and a little horn on their bill, which is how they get their name. Año Nuevo Island is one of their few nesting places in the United States, so we're all zipped tightly into wetsuits and crashing through waves in this tiny boat. This conservation project is funded by money the government puts aside to fix ecological disasters caused by oil spills. In this case, the Lukenbach oil spill. The Lukenbach is a ship that smashed into another vessel off the coast of San Francisco and sank in 1953. It had nearly half a million gallons of fuel in the hull, and when the sunken hull rusted out in the 90s, it started belching oil into the water. That killed a bunch of marine life, including almost 600 rhinoceros auklets double the current population of Año Nuevo Island. The beach is called the Landing Cove, and it's where we land all of our boats. High swells nearly flood the small boat's motor, so it's a relief when we arrive at the island. There's going to be a lot of nesting gulls. Right now, all their eggs are hatching um, into chicks, and so they're going to defend those chicks to the maximum by pecking us on the head, hitting us on the head, and pooping all over our jackets. That explains the raincoat they give me. We climb up some rocks and a ladder to get onto the island. It's small, just a little bigger than Alcatraz. Unrelenting wind and the cacophony of bird cries hits us in full force. The rocky landscape is studded with nests. We could be on another planet. Take a handful of these. We're going to make a little path. That's Ryan Carl. He manages the restoration project with Jesse. We're deep in bird territory, so he's building a path winding through fragile nests and scouting for vulnerable chicks. The gulls really don't like it when you get near their chicks. That hurt. Ow! Damn it! Jerk bird. Western gulls nest on the ground above rhinoceros auklet burrows. They're literally on top of each other, and they don't get along. Gulls sometimes eat auklets. This one right here is the mean one. (laughs) Dive bombing us. The paths we make will keep birds safe tonight when researchers are walking around the island in the dark. We'll be mist netting, catching birds in big gauzy nets, kind of like tennis nets, but harder to see. The mist nets are going to go like right here is going to be one, and then there's going to be two going this way. We're specifically looking at the rhinoceros auklets and what they eat. 
So the auklets are going to be coming in at night with fish in their bills to feed their chicks. And we want to catch them as they're coming in and then we're going to get those, those fish as a diet sample. Rhinoceros auklets are some of the only birds that bring back whole fish, which is the gold standard of a seabird diet sample. This way scientists can tell exactly which species the birds are catching. The nets bloom outwards on the wind and flutter. They're almost invisible in the twilight. It's no wonder the birds fly into them. I can barely see them, and I know where to look. So Claire, I'm going to need you at the banding station, like, basically as soon as the first bird hits. It's almost 10 o'clock and pretty dark, but we see the first bird hit the net. He thrashes. Tenderly, a researcher pulls him out and brings him up to where Ryan and I are recording data. Got a bird. No hey. fish. Stick its head in there. What, net? Net three? Net three, yes. Thanks. When we get a bird, we check to see if it has a band, then lock the time we caught it and whether or not it carried fish. The next bird doesn't have a band, so Ryan gently wraps one around his leg. It's a stainless steel band, and we're just closing it down with pliers. Um, it's super simple. They just each have their own number and put it on their right foot always. California is different from most other states in how it takes stock of ecological disasters, like the Lukenbach spill. In this case, California is replacing not only the auklet mortalities, but total auklet years lost. What that means is when one bird dies, the ecosystem also loses the potential of the chicks that bird might have raised if it lived longer. There's a lot of complicated math to project what the colony would have looked like if the disaster never happened. When the oil started spilling in the 90s, only 19 chicks were surviving per year. Now the colony is so healthy that last season's count was 96 new chicks more than the researchers even hoped. I'll show you how to release it. Okay, let's do it. I cradle the auklet against my stomach, a small warmth against my larger one. The bluff is a maze of nests that drops off suddenly to the ocean below. Thick, angry shadows of gulls swirl above, diving down to peck at my head. I crouch to release the small bird. He staggers towards the edge in the red light of my lamp, raises his wings, and seems to vanish into the shrieking black sky. On Año Nuevo Island, I'm Claire Strempel for Cross Currents. Birds of a feather, we rock together. And if we got a problem, we talk together. So let's head down south, escape the bad weather. Ooh, ooh. That story originally aired in 2017 when Claire was a student in our audio academy. Now she's running a news department in Haines, Alaska. Are you interested in learning how to make radio? We're here to help you do it. We're currently accepting applications for our next audio academy, which will run from September through June. It's pretty amazing. Find more information at KALW.org.